Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Long. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Back on Curd and Long. Don't forget, you can download this on your Odyssey app or you download your favorite podcast at the Sparky Fighter with you, 1250amthefan.com. He is Paul Brettel, Packer Wire. You can follow him on Twitter at Paul underscore Brettel. Of course, you can catch him on uh, ESPN and lacrosse as well with my guy, John Papadopoulos. Uh, Paul, when are you on with uh, Papadopoulos during the week? Uh, every every Monday and Wednesday, for the most part, this week we'll switch it up for a Monday and Tuesday show. Sure, yeah, huh? it's a beautiful thing. He always has me on. We we talk Packers, Bucks, but that's my Brewer guy, man. I love talking Brewers with Papadopoulos. I just I, that is my guy. Uh, okay, so the part of the playbook that I would like to take away from Matt Lafleur and burn and make sure he never ever ever gets his hands on it again. If he runs one more damn trick play in a football game, I'm seriously going to lose my mind. They must be one for about. Hmm, 15, one for 20 on trick play opportunities. And I know, well, he did hit one or, well, it would have worked had Jordan not fell down. Well, it would have worked if this wouldn't have happened. Well, it would, I don't care about the, well, it would have worked stuff like the double reverses. We're trying to run a flea flicker. It gets all hodgepodge and we're still damn sure going to try to run that same play again. It drives me nuts. Like we don't need to be that cute. When these young players get older and you want to try this stuff when they're more sure of what they're doing and the offensive line is playing better, fine. But this year, enough. Like, I've seen enough, Paul. Yeah, there's this is twofold for me. There's the always the time and the place for it, and we've seen in recent weeks those you know behind-the-scrimmage touches for Jane Reed, and even early on in this game, they found some success on that. I don't but- listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I don't mind a jet sweep. I, I don't mind a single reverse. I mind... Double reverses, flea flickers, you know, go this way, throw it back across the line of scrimmage, like that type of crap. That's what I'm talking about. Single handoff reverses and jet sweeps. I don't consider that trick plays. I'm talking about all this other hocus pocus crap that Lafleur wants to try during a game. That's what I'm specifically talking about, just to clarify. Yeah, so it's a double-edged sword in those situations, I feel like, because the offense isn't getting anything going, so you think, all right, we're going to bust out this shiny play to try to uh-huh. create, catch the defense off balance, create this opportunity, but the offense can't get going because the players can't execute. So now you're asking them to you know, go beyond what their normal responsibilities are that they're already struggling with, putting different elements on their plate that I'm guessing isn't a huge part of the practice plan each week, and now ex- asking them to execute on those added responsibilities. So I can see you can see kind of the thought process behind it in terms of trying to catch them off balance, all that stuff. But again, from an execution standpoint, when you can't do the little things right, asking them to, you know, all 11 players to then go do these additional tasks. It's just, as we saw, not going to end well when things in general just aren't going well for the team. What about penalties for this Packers team? I, I saw a lot of people on, on, on uh, Twitter talking about, well, you know, this has been issued all year. They haven't been able to figure it out. I don't know. I feel like the penalties have gotten better in the last three or four weeks. I feel like they're not nearly as bad as they were during that stretch where they were losing games, couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, and tonight they reared their ugly head and, every phase of the game with just a bunch of boneheaded penalties tonight yeah i agreed you know obviously during the last five weeks when they've been playing better football there's been there's been fewer penalties not a not a coincidence in that regard but yeah massive issues tonight in that in the penalty phase especially on special teams packers lead the nfl in special teams penalties and you know that unit's been flying under the radar a little bit this season in terms of their their play uh 
it, the offense of struggles, the defensive struggles, the attention Joe Barry gets, I think, is masked what's going on on special teams a little bit. But there's the missed field goals, which to a degree you knew were going to be a part of the equation when relying on a rookie kicker. But like I mentioned, they're leading the NFL in penalties. Uh, there's been, you know, missed tackles, just some, there's been some major miscues throughout the course of the season that have had major implications on the game. And while this team as a whole is relatively young, especially on offense, there's a lot of returning players on that special teams unit from last season. I believe it's seven of the top 10 players in terms of special team snaps from 2022 are still on this Packers team. So year two of Rich Bisaccia, um, still having experience from last season being carried over. Like you would expect this team to be a lot better in that phase of the game. And when we look at more so early on than now, but we saw it, the reflection of it tonight, when we look at what this team was going to rely on this season, what they could lean on or thought they could lean on, it was the offensive line coming into the year. You thought young quarterback, young receivers, but we got an offensive line to lean on. We got special teams that maybe not going to be a top 10 unit, but it's not going to hurt us either. It's at least going to be neutral. And there's other aspects of it as well, just throughout the, you know, what this team was supposed to be. And when things have gone wrong, those, those guardrails, things that were supposed to keep this young offense, young team on track, they've just done the opposite of that. And it's just been too much to overcome. There are a couple instances in this game where you just shake your head and go, come on, man, like use your brain. And, uh, the, one of the first ones I can think of, I'll use your brain, Patrick Taylor. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, we just went over this with you the previous week. Like, enough is enough. Like, go out of bounds, man. The clock is running, and you saw LaFleur. Like, LaFleur ripped off his headset. It was like, get out of bounds, screaming at him. And you, you could see Taylor just demoralized, you know, on the sidelines for not being smart enough to get out of bounds. But that type of stuff. Like, and again, I'm not going to say, oh, this is on Jordan Love. But if I know damn right well that there's a chance he might get the ball, when I'm leaving the huddle or he's standing next to me, I'm reminding him, dude, get out of bounds. Like, I'm reminding him again before I snap the ball, get out of bounds. And I think if if you have a veteran quarterback like Rodgers or Brad or somebody else, and you know this is a thing with this kid, that, okay, I'm going to say it one more time before I snap this ball and remind you to get the hell out of bounds, that happens. With Jordan Love, he's got to worry about protection. He's worrying about everything else. He doesn't have time to remind this dude how to do his job. Uh, so this is an instance where maybe, you know, that first year starter being there maybe hurts you a little bit. And then also Patrick Taylor's not a rookie. I mean, he's been here for a while. You've got to know that you've got to know better than that. Yeah. Like that's a perfect example of that. Just on Patrick Taylor, that's inexcusable. And there were just a lot of things like that. Uh, the, the Anders Carlson kickoff at the end of, at the end of half after they got the points, like, that should have gone out of bounds. The Giants saved them. The fourth and two or three that Dontavian Wicks ended up picking up, like, again, as a rookie, I know he's a rookie, but they've said this in the locker room. Like, we're in week 10, 11, 12, 13. You're not rookies anymore. Like, you have to know to run that route beyond the the first down marker so it's not in question. Like, that was a pivotal moment right there. Like, it went from the Giants taking over at midfield to all of a sudden the Packers put together a scoring drive. Like, there was just... And so many of these little miscues along the way that when they add up, they become nearly insurmountable. And again, if it wasn't for the Packers going up against a Giants team that had quite a few self-inflicted wounds of their own, the Saquon Barkley fumble, tripping over the turf monster, the punt, the punt that just 
the Giants uh, special teams player didn't know where the ball was and it hit him. Like those were gifts given to the Green Bay Packers and without them, the the ending that ended up happening doesn't even matter because without those, they're not even in the game at that point. It took the Giants handing the game back to the Green Bay Packers to even have the opportunity to go win this game. You know, the other one, Keyshawn Nixon, dude, like, come on, man. Like the ball's on the ground. And LaFleur pointed out in the press conference, like, you automatically are in a panic frame of mind when you muff a punt. Like, you're like, holy crap, I got to get that ball. I got to get that ball. Now you're trying to pick up that ball and run with it still after you were, he was on the ground with the ball on top of it, then decided, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to give it a try and run with this damn thing. And then he got up and said, oh, forgot the ball. And now they turn it over. That was a huge play. And again, he's not a rookie either. He's a veteran. He's been around football, man. You just don't do that, especially where they were. It wasn't like that was at, at midfield where he gave that ball up. Like I, That type of stuff just drives me nuts. And I'm not going to put that on Basaccia. Again, like you said, about Patrick Taylor, that's definitely on Keyshawn Nixon. You just can't have that type of stuff when you've got a young team who isn't playing well on offense to begin with. You can't be giving away free possessions. Yeah, and in general, Keyshawn Nixon had a rough night tonight defensively. I think I think it was on that drive where Barkley ended up fumbling. He had a missed tackle that ended up in a big gain on the Giants game winning field goal drive. You know, that catch by Wandale Robinson, that was Keyshawn Nixon in coverage that he was able to get that separation on. And and I saw Nixon, you know, said afterwards that he he had a really bad night. He acknowledged it. Uh and Again, it just goes into everything that we've discussed here. Just the 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 mistakes across the board, rookies, veterans, all three phases of the game. I think if we want to try to take a, a positive spin on what happened tonight. Nobody wants to do that, Paul. What are we talking about? Nobody wants to <laughs> too, be positive. Too early for that, that, maybe Friday. Are you kidding me, man? The game just ended. You and I are talking. You want to start turning to, to a damn positive. All right. Go ahead, Paul. What What's the po- – no, don't. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm not going to let you do this. Hold on. We're going to take a quick time out. I'm going to come back. I'm going to see if I'm ready to deal with this positive that he may have to try and put a smile on my face, right? Before we turn in for the night here on a Monday night, as we record Kurt and Long, you can download and listen to it on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast at. Also watch it on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. We live stream most of these uh, as well. Again, Paul Bridal from Packer Wire filling in for Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Paul underscore Bridal. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Check out the interviews I do at 1250amthefan.com. Back with his positive, or maybe he has more than one. We'll see. That's next.